This is a Maverick Podcast Network production. I don't wanna I don't wanna say. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? This is Charlie Maverick, and this is the Backyard Pitmasters Podcast, brought to you by the Maverick Podcast Network. If it's the first time you're listening to the show, I would like to welcome you to 2022 and the show itself. We talk about everything live fire from a Backyard Pitmasters perspective. So it's not any like real competition discussions unless we do have some guests that come on and talk about that but primarily we're just talking about cooking in the backyard live fire whatever type of grill you have giving you some techniques some recipes and just having fun talking about our experiences back here i welcome you to you know be a guest on the show if you want to just to talk about how much fun you have grilling the zen mode that you go in when you start to light up the grill and you know, get that live fire cook going. Yes, please, please, please let me know if you want to come on the show and talk about that, man. It's been a great journey thus far. If you've tuned into the earlier episodes, you know that the Pitmasters podcast has matured for about a year. And now, now it's at that point where we just dedicate a specific rss feed to the show why do we do that because i mean you guys love this thing this this was a project to see if anything would catch on so i use the main feed as a incubation thing right so i try new things out all the time as i am a product manager so it's just in that mindset i just want to keep iterating and and trying to find ways to to like tweak things and make it better evolve it over time right so this podcast was a a project that i started back in 2021 around the springtime because i love grilling so much and it evolved to the point to where it is a really popular show that came from that main podcast feed and it's only right that we take the time and give the show its flowers and chance to bloom on its own because it is now a standalone podcast on its own RSS feed, now available on every podcast platform you can find podcast. I want to give a big hand clap to that, man. You, you know, it's it's been a long road coming and I've, I've given flowers to the people that have supported and, and keep, you know participating in the show so today i want to keep a step forward in evolving the podcast experience for this particular podcast and maybe the others on the channel clubhouse we are now live streaming on clubhouse as long as this recording actually goes through that is <laughs> this is a a an experiment again you know i, I like to experiment with things and tweak so we're trying out something new. This could be like the best thing ever, or it could be like the worst shit ever. I don't know. So the way we have it set up is on the normal recording platform that we use, I have one stream of audio going to that. And on a separate 
um, platform, I got a I got the audio feed going into that. So it's kind of separate. As I said before, before I started recording on here, if you're on Clubhouse and you like to listen on Clubhouse, you won't hear the intro to the show on the replay function when you're on Clubhouse. But if you are on the regular podcast feed, you can hear the show in all its glory, <laughs> per se. So welcome to those that are on Clubhouse. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I I hope to um, have more growth and engagement on this platform you know to see how this goes it's a great way to get in touch with and engage with your your followers your your the people that you collaborate with and all the time you can bring a bump on stage so this is kind of like the aspect of hey uh we're in the room together anybody that remembers back in the day the internet in its infancy where we had uh the voice chat rooms that's another you know iteration of that it's it's a way that we get in the room not having to show each other's face and just talk about what we need to talk about and there's different ways that they implement these things in these these clubhouse rooms but at the end of the day it's a way to deliver content to you and i don't want to miss out on an opportunity for you the people that want to learn about techniques and just talk about live fire I don't want to I want you to I don't want to miss out on the opportunity to deliver this type of content to you because we are all equal opportunity <laughs> content distributors. You know what I mean? So this is what we try to do. So welcome everybody on Clubhouse. I right. got that housekeeping stuff out the way. All right. So what are we here to talk about, people? What what are we here for? We are here to talk about the latest two videos that I posted on my YouTube channel. So you can find that YouTube channel. It is Maverick Barbecue and the Maverick Podcast Network. It's changed over time. Yeah, I'll put links on in the show notes and everything like that. So don't worry about that. So there's two cooks I want to talk about today. And there's two different um, grills that I cooked it on. So um, it's, it's one of those things where uh, I felt the need to show a way to make like some easy meals like these people out here are making it very intimidating for you know, those that want to get into grilling making it like so complicated but there's everyday things that you can do on the grill just to get your feet wet and even people that do it at a high frequency like i do i still do easy meals on the grill. Why not? Do you get you want smoke flavor? Why not try it out? If you got the time, if you got the fuel, why not? Just do it. You'll love yourself for it. So there's two things I want to talk about today. Uh the first thing that I made was uh some hot wings. Now you like hot wings? Eh, that's boring. All right. So but most of the time when you have hot wings, you have them in the oven from the deep fryer um from the air fryer nowadays uh, I, I don't know inside cooking utensils or devices rather you're just having these cook inside and uh, hey i tell you they're good i tell you one thing i make a bomb ass hot wing plate any type of wing plate using a air fryer i lie to you not 
I'm just that good at it, you know, and take your time and use the skills that you get from the grill. Just be patient with it, you know, do it in, in steps, you know, this technique to everything used. So, hey, if you get good at using, you know, whatever device that you use to cook with, it, some things are transferable. So I take some of that and I take it outside and like, hey, I got this Weber Smokey Joe, the 14 inch. Weber Smokey Joe that I really, really like. I love this thing. Why do I love this thing? Because it conserves a lot of charcoal. It uses a minimal amount of charcoal. And even when it's cold outside, and you know how when it gets cold outside, when it's cold outside, you use a lot of fuel. <laughs> That's just the thing. It's science, right? So to keep the grill hot, you burn more fuel. But in this, it's negligible from what I found so far. And it is it, it has the capacity for me to do enough wings that two people can eat or a real hungry person. So I had 12 wings on the grill this time for this specific instance of grilling wings. I had 12 party wings on there and what i mean by party wings is you have the the, the chicken wing of course and it's the, the tip is cut off of course yes, that's gone and they cut the flat and the drummy separate that's it that's all party wing is why is it called a party wing because hey when you have a party that's finger food you know you get you get, get your hands dirty but hey that's you know super bowl party you got those type wings you know and if you go to the bar you're probably going to have party wings that's what it is. So if you didn't know, now you know. Don't tell you I didn't teach you anything. So I have those, I have 12 of those, and they're pretty good size. They came out the bag, I believe. I believe it came out the bag. I'm not sure because sometimes I do take the whole wing and cut them up and rebag them. I'm not sure, not sure actually which type of wings because the pre the pre-cut uh, ones that are packaged separately, you know, already party wings in the bag. Those are generally different size than the, the whole wing that you get. You know what I mean? They, they just, I don't know. They disperse them differently. So your quantity may vary with the size of the wing. But I was able to get 12 on there, and it was, it was kind of tight. And I'll tell you why it was tight. So I used two-zone cooking. And even on a 14-inch grill, you can still get two-zone cooking if you use the right quantity and, and use your space uh, efficiently, right? So I had a really small cast iron skillet. I don't remember the size of it. It's like the smallest one that you can get. And I put it on the grill with the wings and I alternated direct and indirect for each of these because I wanted the the kiss of the direct flame to hit the wing, but I didn't want the wing to cook too quick, right? So sometimes I had it on the indirect side, meaning the wings, and other times I had uh, the wings on the direct side. Now, why did I have the cast iron skillet on there? All right, so I wanted to make hot wings, right? So I was like, I, I can make the wing sauce inside, but... Why don't I give it a chance to get a little smoky flavor in there while the wings are cooking, right? So this is how my mind thought. I was like, all right, let's do this. Let, let, let's try this out. 
All right. So I got the pan, uh, the cast iron pan that is small enough to fit on the wherever Smokey Joe. I got 12 rings on this thing, too, right? So I had a whole stick of butter for 12 rings. Hey, hey. I didn't say this is healthy. I got a whole stick of butter on this bad boy. A whole stick of butter. Salted butter. And I let it melt slowly in the cast iron skillet while it was on the indirect side. While the wings were on the direct side. And depending on the temperature outside and how much coals that you have in this thing, your time may vary. So I don't, I don't want to give you a time that it took because I didn't time it. I was chilling out listening to the Jay-Z, as you can hear in the video. I was, I was just chilling out there, man. It was nice and cool outside. I had a care in the world. I had no rush to be anywhere, so I just chilled the F out. That's what I did. And I just took my time, you know? I like the cold weather. Things take longer to cook, but hey, we ain't got no place to go. It's still COVID out. So anyway, I let this like melt real slow, alternated sides when I needed to, to make sure that the chicken wasn't cooking too fast, kept moving the chicken in different spots to make sure there was even cooking because you can, the, the people, the thing, the mistake that people make, I think is that they think the grill doesn't have as many hot spots as it does. Now, all right, cool. Now, is this science that the, the heat distribution, as even as it can get, is not going to be the same across the whole area unless it's some type of electrical thing that is regulated by some type of control mechanism, right? So this is just ambient, natural burning stuff that's happening in a contained environment in this grill. So time and temperature, whatever, whatever. So just took my time. And at a certain point when the butter was melted and the chicken was browning at the same time, you know, all this is happening concurrently. And I'm like, all right, cool. Simultaneously. I don't think concurrently was the right way to say that. So um, I put a good amount of Texas peat in there. A good amount of Texas peat. And I dopped it up with a little bit and just a little bit, just a little bit of the grill mates, garlic and herb, chicken rub. Just a little bit. Just want to have it like an aromatic feel to it, but not enough to that it's going to change the flavor from a regular wing sauce, right? So that's all you need to do to it. Classic wing sauce with a little bit of touch of your own. You don't have to do that just if you want to kick it up another notch for your liking, do that. You know, you can even, if you didn't want to keep the traditional taste of the classic hot wing sauce that you make by, you know, hand homemade, put whatever you want in it to alter the taste to where you want. I like a sticky, real sticky hot wing if I can get it. So if you can figure out how to have it caramelized to the right point to where it's not burned and it's, it's really good uh, texture inside and out, like real crispy and you get that stickiness, but still a little bit of that component of hot wing. Great. Elevate it to that level. I'm going to try it. You should too. So this thing came, came, came along to about the right appearance. Cause I didn't look, you don't have to, you don't have to temp probe everything people. <laughs> And you could cook wings. You could cook the shit out of wings. Uh, and you can tell when wings are about at that done level 
because if if you cook wings right, look, you can't be a backyard pit master if you can't cook wings right. I don't know. If you're undercooking wings or you burn the shit out of them, let's talk. Uh, let's talk, you know, but you, you know how to cook wings. So however it takes long and don't put it on foil. Don't put the wings on foil, people. Don't cook your wings on foil. Just let it, just move it around, grease, oil the the grates before you put the chicken on. The chicken will release when it needs to. As long as you don't have a lot of moisture on the chicken, it's not going to stick to the grate. So take the steps. You know how to do this, people. So when the time was right, I dipped each wing into the hot sauce and moved it back to the hot coals. Let it sit for a little bit, caramelize a little bit, move it back around. Did it a few times until it was of my liking. I think it was about three times I did it. Maybe blah, 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 whatever. But man, that was delicious. So what happened with that is had a really, really prominent um, charcoal taste. And there was a little bit of uh, hickory wood that I put in the the grill itself so i wanted a little bit of hickory i wanted a little bit of color so there was also a sprinkle of the leftover like small chips i have from my cherry wood chunk bag put that in there too got really nice color and a really nice hickory flavor you know you, you, if you put it on the grill if you put the wood on the grill at a certain point where it's at the hottest, you know, point where the, the charcoal is at, it's going to combust. It's going to give you good smoke. Uh, even if you have it at a, you know, the vents all the way open, depending on how the temperature is, because it's really chilly out this day and it was cold. So, the, you know, this is enamel coated, you know, uh, enamel coated grill. So it's not really insulated. So I had the, I had the vents all the way open and it didn't, Everything went fine. There was the, the grill wasn't too hot to where it was just billowing smoke out. Everything was fine. So control your environment the way that you need to because everybody's environment is different. Your wind may be coming from a different direction. The temperature may be different. I might be at a higher elevation to you. I'm by the mountains. So there you go. All that taken into account. So just make it work. Hey, if you don't want to do it on the small grill, Transfer that to a larger grill. Same thing. If you want to just put that butter on there, let it melt in a cast iron skillet, and then put that wing, that hot sauce in there, finish your wing sauce, let it bubble a little bit, and then, hey, all you got to do is dip your wings in there while you're in the same cooking chamber. Boom. That's all you got to do. If you got a gas grill, you got a charcoal grill, it doesn't matter. Transferable. Doesn't matter your cook. Doesn't matter your cooking device. Your pit is your pit. Make it work how you want, but this is a really good use of this type of grill from, from my liking. You know, I love the, the Weber uh, Smoky Joe because, as I said before, it saves a lot of fuel and, and, and it gives you the ability to do precision cooking. Uh, here's another thing that, you know, kind of intimidates people when they're trying to control live fire cooking is the cooking area of you know the the grill itself so it might be too large 
people are used to cooking inside in a in a smaller surface area and they control it they move things around when they have to they change burns boom 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 they have this come on you know cooking outside is like cooking inside you know if the pot's too hot on the burner move it off to the burner that's not on hey you gotta do move things to the oven you know to finish cooking use your techniques like like you need it but it's hey that's all you need to know everything is cool this thing is 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 lets you cook steaks precision like as long as you're doing like two steaks don't get like a whole bunch of steaks and try to cook for like five people Two people max on this size grill, but man, if it's just two people or if the family doesn't eat that much, if you guys like eat like birds, this is great for you. This grill is perfect for you because this is it's going to get you the quantity that you need and the precision. Uh, I, I can't stop talking about this grill enough. I cook steaks on this thing when my wife wants a ribeye and she wants it cooked to perfection, and I don't want no bullshit. When I'm cooking this thing, I I want consistency. I want a hundred percent control. I don't want any variables to, to make me feel like, oh well, did I, did I, you know, what can I do? I adjust something? No, this grill allows me to do two zone cooking and allows me to get sears on there and cook to a perfect medium with a beautiful crust. I'll talk about that later when I post that video, if I recorded it. I'm not sure if I recorded it, but if I did, I'll record one. Then I'll talk about it more. But yes, this, this grill is awesome. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is pizza. Frozen pizza. Now, before, no, look, 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 before you get skeptical <laughs> of me right now, before you start to judge me, I need you to hear me out. Because... Think about how you cook frozen pizza in the oven. How can you use your grill at least half the time to cook certain things? You don't always have to do quick, fast, boom, 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 chicken, hot dogs, burgers. If you have accessories that help you, the tools are, is the thing that helps a chef and a pit master get to where they need to be. If they don't have the tools, then they have to go back to their basic intuition. <laughs> but we have tools that help us get to where we need to as a finished product. Competition cook, backyard pit master, doesn't matter. Restaurant cooks only, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You use your tools, the right tools. So if you're, you know, if you got a house and all that stuff, and definitely if you're married, you know you got to have the right tools for the job to fix things around the house. Definitely with grilling is the same thing. So with that said, I got the Weber kettle, the 22-inch Weber kettle. I got an accessory, which is raised warming racks. I got two of them. And they're, they're made for Weber kettles and like devices that are similar to the Weber kettle. So it gives you a a larger cooking area than the warming rack that comes with the Weber Master Touch, if that makes sense. So the Weber Master Touch comes with a, a raised warming rack, which is actually a little bit taller than the accessory that I use for this cook. Um, but the surface area is so small, 
I mean, it, I mean, you can do it, but uh, it, you're not, you're not going to like it. So I rarely ever use that. Went on Amazon, bought um, uh, two warming racks that basically take up a, a good, I'd say, 90% of the surface area of the grill grate area, but raises it enough away from the coals where it's not like right there hitting like right close to the, you know, the cooking source, the, the heat source. So I don't worry about burning. The next thing I use with this is a cast iron pizza pan. Cast iron pizza pan is freaking awesome. Just like cast iron, every effing thing else. <laughs> Trust me. This thing used correctly will make magic happen. So I, I took a chance. I was like, hey, I'm going to try some. Was it yesterday? No, two days ago. So I was like, hey. Uh, April and, and this ain't the first time I did it, but this is just talking about this video and this, this you know, pizza pan. This is the difference than what I did before because I, I made pizza on the grill before, I, I made it before. Now, uh, I, w I went to uh, my wife in April, I'm like, hey, got that frozen pizza from Kirkland in the freezer, we can order out, or I can, hey. I can make a, a pizza on the grill again. She likes the ones that I made before. I was like, all right. So I got to go to the store. All right. Got to go to the store. I'm like, yeah, got to go to Walmart. And normally when I go to Walmart, depending on what side I start on with, start, you know, they got two sides of the super Walmart, right? So I might go on the food side or I might go on like where the pharmacy is, whatever, right? So whenever I get the urge, <laughs> I go <laughs> wherever I get the urge. In Walmart. That's weird, right? So when I ever get the feeling that I want to go over and check in like the dishware section, I migrate a little bit over to the cast iron and a little bit over like the sporting goods too, because they got a cast iron section too. Sometimes they move stuff around Walmart. You never know. But I was just checking to see. I actually went there to see if they had like a cast iron walk. That that's next. Trust me. I'm gonna find it. I can get it on Amazon, but hey, I want the same thing. You know me. You know me. So I saw the pizza pan. Whoa. Cast iron pizza pan by Lodge. And Lodge makes some really good and inexpensive cast iron that if you take care of it, it'll last you forever. You can pay a lot of money for really good cast iron, but hey, if you don't take care of it, it won't last that long anyway. It's going to rust out, whatever, you know? So negligible. So this thing is heavy. Cast iron, shoot, it shouldn't be light, right? It's cast iron. So um, I got that. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Let's make this happen. So I fired up the Weber kettle using charcoal chimney. I rarely use that, but it's cold outside, and I ain't got all day for this to heat up. The previous time I've cooked pizza on the Weber, <laughs> I tried to do it using the torch, and eh, it took too freaking long. So I'm like, hey, man, it's cold out here. I ain't got all day. So I, I want to cook this pizza slow anyway, make sure it cooks evenly, because what I wanted to do is add some fresh mozzarella later. Keep that in mind. Pin that right there. Remember that, because I might not mention that later. All right, so I probably will. All right, so what happens is, what happened was, 
I got it real hot in that charcoal chimney, dumping it out, put it in like a, a circular uh, surface area, patted it down, made it sure that every area was flat because I wanted even heat distribution, even though I had a cast iron um, pizza pan, which is a thing that is going to ensure even heat distribution. But hey, look, you, you don't want to handicap yourself, right? So you set yourself up for success if you're going to do it. If you're going to do it, and it only takes a few seconds, do the shit right. You know what I mean? So put the effort in. So got those coals in, and I added a little bit of, um, again, hickory. I love me some hickory wood. I put the chunk in, the hottest part where the coals are, right in the center. Wait till ignited, good combustion, boom, boom, boom. And then I put the warming racks on, both of them. So they're half moons uh, when you buy them separately. When you put them together, they're kind of an awkward oval, but they take up enough surface area to where you can do a many, a lot many things with this, you know, setup. It kind of uh, reminds me of a little bit of how the Kamado Joes have those uh, the half moon grill grates that you you have to use those regardless because that's how they come. You know, when you put a grill grate on, you do two pieces so it's similar to that uh and this is where i put the pizza pan now there are different ways that you can do this if you have a, a outside pizza oven that's great that's great you could do frozen pizza in there but i'm talking about doing in this because what happens and what i really like is if you if you keep your temperature from spiking to a high level and just keep it like a good medium temperature, you can get this thing crispy in the crust, in the crust, in the crust, in the crust like you've never tasted before. And you can get a perfectly cooked melted cheese top. I'm telling you, and the crust on the side is going to be magnificently golden. Time it just right. Look, it's frozen pizza, right? So this is what I suggest you do. And some people are going to make the mistake that thinking, okay, I got to make sure I simulate this like a regular pizza oven. You don't. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to warn you right now. This is what works for me. You can try another way, but I'm going to tell you what works for me. All right. So I took the frozen pizza, took it out the wrapper, boom, 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 rearranged the pepperoni. All right, so it's, it's just a pepperoni and cheese pizza. That's all it is, right? All right, you can do whatever toppings you want on there. You can, hey, you can mix it up. You got stuff left over in the refrigerator that you need to get rid of. Make this a supreme meat lover's pizza, whatever you want to do. Have fun with it, all right? So just use this as like semi-homemade pizza. Cool. So put that on the cold, but I, I did grease this up with some uh, oil, some cooking oil. So I oiled up the, the pizza pan, and then it's cold. It's not warm. And then I put the cold pizza on top of that. Now, once the grill was warm, I put both right on those two warming racks and let it come up to temperature slowly. What I didn't want to happen is put the pizza pan on first, have it get that temperature that might spike it too high. And if you ever use cast iron, if you spike the temperature too, too high, oh, coming down is hell. So I didn't want the bottom to cook faster 
than the top of the pizza would to ensure that and what i know from how i cook in the oven just put it in at the same time it's a it's a pizza pan uh, it's just it's just cast iron it's going to to keep that that heat distribution beautifully even all right so i think about i took a i think it took like a 10 minutes for the cheese and the pepperoni to start to melt and everything and once you see that the the crust the outside crust is starting to brown a little bit that's when you get your mozzarella cheese out your freshly grated mozzarella cheese or whatever else topping you want to put on there that doesn't take long to finish because it wasn't frozen now if it was frozen if you if whatever that you wanted to put on top of this pizza was also frozen you could have just put that on earlier before you actually put the pizza on so you see what i'm saying you want to you want to you want to take some stuff out of like some uh, a, like a vegetable a mixed vegetable bag that you had in the freezer and you would put some little peppers on there and onions and mushrooms oh man kill this thing man i'm telling you i'm giving you a blueprint that will change your life cuz think of how much these pizzas cost think of what we're doing at home still still being creative and everything we're not sheltering in place like we were before but we've learned some some things that we implement in our life and we enjoy cooking at home more than usual now and it's cost effective because hey this think of pizza the order order out pizza it's not going to taste as good as this i promise you it's not it's going to be really good it's going to be nostalgic but it ain't going to taste as good as this promise you do it right thank me later <laughs> promise to god i won't steal you wrong i will not do so now when the, when the, what you want to do is you want to you want to rotate the pan you definitely want to rotate it because you want to again set yourself up for success and not handicap yourself because you just assume this thing is going to do all the work for you it's not you still got to intervene you still have to be that person that does precision type cooking and that's what the techniques that you know people like uh Jeffrey from Outdoors or Jeff or Jeffrey from uh Grill and Smoke they do precision type cooking they just don't leave it on there and just be like hey it's going to cook itself no if you watch the videos you know that these guys do precision step by step processes the intervening processes to make sure that every step of this cook is done right now on the other side of that i'm not going to tell you time temperature and all that at all as i always say hey your the the attributes of the elements around you are different i can't tell you exactly this is not a controlled environment like an indoor oven it just ain't like that so you just got to think about everything where you're at but you got to do it by feel. I really want to drive something home with you guys is that cook by feel is the way that the original pitmasters did this thing. Well, they didn't even have thermometers back then. They they touched, they looked, they they examined in the way that they could. They looked at how much time elapsed when things got so far into the cook. They adjusted on every cook. Every cook can be different every cook is not always the same just think of how things are different every time you cook something and something changes everything is not always repeatable 
you have to adjust, especially when cooking on live fire. You would have to adjust a little bit to accommodate for the changes in the environment that were not the same as the last time. You, you just got to pivot. Have fun with it, but don't get flustered. Just make sure you do it by feel and use those other techniques that you've learned from the precision time and temp things to adjust along the way. That Have fun with it. Because when you get this pizza, oh my God, when you get this pizza, and what I would encourage along the way is have a nice, have a nice large spatula or pizza spatula. Um, look at the bottom. Look at the bottom of the pizza. Make sure this thing is not cooking at the bottom too fast. If it is, adjust. Figure out how to adjust. Do you need to close down the vents a little bit? Do you need to maybe take it off? the grill a little bit so you know this this thing could you know drop in temperature a little bit do you need to just finish it in the oven you know if you got to do it hey you got to do it hey don't don't let your pride f you up man you don't 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 be like hey i got i got to finish this thing on the grill if i don't man they're going to talk about me no they will not they will respect your gangster Opposed to you giving them a burn ass pizza. <laughs> Promise to God that would be the result. Keep that crust on there too long, live burn. They're going to talk shit about you. So, what I did with the whole turning the pizza, uh, checking the crust, putting on the mozzarella cheese at the right point when I see that this is like really starting to warm up. You don't want to put the mozzarella cheese on too early, but if you wanted to cook as even as the other cheese that's on there, wait till that cheese and you can touch it. Hey, just make sure you wash your hands, but touch the cheese. It's not going to burn you. It's not at that point. It shouldn't be at that point. You can tell by looking at it. Shouldn't be at that point where it's going to burn your finger. It's probably not even hot. Look at it and, and or touch it and feel if, if it's about the same temperature as the cheese that you're about to put on there. Time it right. Should cook relatively at the same pace. Take that thing off. I'm telling you, look at the video and I'm telling you, that doesn't look like a frozen pizza. <laughs> it kind of does a little bit. But it does not taste like a frozen pizza at all. Thin crust crispy crust smoky with a little bit of hickory smoke you don't have to put smoke on this thing you just let the charcoal do its thing you just if you just want this thing to cook outside because you want to cook outside you don't have to do things exactly it's just the idea make it what you want hey get whatever your favorite pizza is get one of those pizza and, and don't don't let this hinder you from doing like one of those totino's pizza I, I, I saw a Facebook post from one of my, my longtime friends, and they were listing out a, a list of things that's redundant. They listed out uh, things that they were, um, they were letting people know more about them as a person, right? So one of the things that, hey, I love pizza, not the restaurant ones <laughs> and not the takeout ones. 
he know none of that one, none of the regular ones. He likes the Totinos, like the 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 rectangular shape frozen pizzas. Hey, throw them on there. Same thing. Promise you, your kids would love it. I promise you. Let this be the cookout party. Hey, you got a cookout going? Whenever, whenever you do cookouts, I don't know. Hey, I cook all year round outside. That's a cookout for me. <laughs> but if you do it the regular cookout months of the year and you have or a kid's party is at the same time and you want to cook out, hey, use your grill to make those little kid pizzas. Put the little tortilla. Look, put the pizza bagels on there. You can do anything with this. Use. I am thinking. I am thinking. And I, and I told my wife, I'm like, hey, I'm going to get pretty good use out of this uh, pizza pan because what it allows me to do is kind of use this as a griddle if only if if and in the event that i don't um cause things to fall through um the grate because i just pushed it off the edge of the pan hey look that'll be my fault it's my fault i'll see but thing is it's going to make really good smash burgers because I can put it directly on the grate. I can put like the lower grate. I can put it on the raised one. I do whatever I want with this flat bread. Hey, that's a pizza. It's just a different shape. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, crazy things like, hey, if you want to put some uh, fish on here and just let it cook on there. This is great for doing fish. And it will definitely not <laughs> fall through the grate. Just make sure you don't let the, I don't know. Just don't let the, the pan get too hot the way it's going to burn one side of the fish. Hey, you can do a whole bunch of things with this thing, but pizza is what it's made for. And man, it's going to give you a great product at the end of your experience. I'm telling you, my wife loves this thing. I let me tell you, let me tell you, the pause was because I, I'm so excited when I heard this. There was a choice of putting the pizza in the oven one night, <laughs> like the night before I cooked this, and say, hey, we can put one of the pizzas in the oven, and we just had that, or I could cook it tomorrow. Immediately, without hesitation, not missing a breath, beat, or whatever, she said, I'll wait till tomorrow. <laughs> now, that tells you, that tells you that you succeeded in life. When they go for quality over convenience. And 24 hours later, mind you, at that. I like that. I like it. I like it. And I hope you love it. I hope you try everything that I just mentioned. Hey, you like the videos? Subscribe to the channel. Like the videos. Leave a comment. Again, if you want to come on the math, the, uh, the math cast, or I didn't mean to say the math cast. If you want to come on the backyard a pitmasters podcast i got too many shows man uh just make sure you hit me up and we could talk about live fire you can catch me talk about live fire with terrence p elmore on a lot of the episodes from the past and hopefully a lot in the future uh got jeffrey boyd out there we're working on something to bring black backyard pitmasters and content creators to the forefront this year and if you want to help with that effort, people, if you listen to this show, if you do YouTube videos, 
and you are black. And I'm not trying to be a racist or anything exclusive or exclusionary or anything like that. Leave me alone. I am trying to big up my people because, uh, and I talked about this with um, a couple of the fellas uh, that, you know, there's a lot of pitmasters out, barbecue pitmasters on YouTube and such. This is not my idea. This is definitely not my idea. This is a vision of another person that I will disclose at the proper time. But there's not a lot of us out there on YouTube. And it's time to change that. So if you want to be a part of that that movement, hit me up. Put you in, in touch with the, the people that are really trying to move this along. And I'm hey, I'm just on for the ride and trying to make my part happen. So if you want to support that effort, please hit me up. And in general, if you ever want to talk about anything associated with backyard, pit mastering, grill mastering, hey, you just want to talk about how much fun you had during the last cookout, get together, them burgers. Hey, if if you like Bubba burgers and you have a bomb-ass technique, look, this is not always about fine dine cuisine. It's 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 about fun. I'll get to that fine dine cuisine at a later time. Trust me. And there are some later episodes talking about that. But until then, hey man, just have fun. Hit me up at the Backyard Pitmaster Podcast at gmail.com or hit me on Twitter at Charlie Maverick and let's talk live fire. Until next time, you guys be blessed and have a great day. And hey man, keep that thing burning. I don't wanna win. I don't wanna say